Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing this week's Smackdown, Smackdown the 4th of November 2022. Uh, quite a bit to go through. I thought the show was pretty good considering it was a go-home show. Maybe lacked from some big star power, certainly Roman in particular. Uh, would have been nice to have got a bit more Bray. Would have been nice if Ronda had done another open challenge. She obviously did one last week. Uh, we didn't get really anything Ronda-related this week. She came down to the ring with Shayna Baszler, but kind of feels like that's not where the focus is at the moment. Feels like the focus is on their relationship, um, which I'm kind of I'm down for. It's just there's not really anything else that can kind of pick up the slack. I suppose uh, what they were looking to pick the slack up with was live against Sonya. And it was all right. It was all right. Didn't really set the world on fire, but uh, they're really working hard to present Liv as being this kind of extreme threat. Uh, she is someone that will quite happily now jump off ring posts, drive people through tables, jump off scaffolding backstage. Uh, she's someone that we saw here using chairs. So they're really kind of presenting Liv in a very different way than what we've seen before. They're trying to make her stand out as being a bit like Jeff Hardy, if you will, uh, which could work. It could work. There's not really any other woman on the roster that's doing that kind of thing. So I'm here for it. One of the other big uh, talking points is that Liv came out. She had her arms outstretched. She was saying hello to the fans. She was like, you know, shaking hands and everything. If there is a darkness there, it didn't show itself today. She came out, big smile on her face, really just, I don't know, full of energy. If anything, if you want to point at something a little sinister, uh, then maybe the fact she was smiling all throughout this, maybe that's something you could point at. Maybe that's something that's noteworthy, is the fact she had a big smile on her face as she was, like, beating up Sonya Deville. Uh, even as they were, like, going through tables and everything, as I said, big, big smile on her face. This, of course, no DQ. There was no disqualifications here. Uh, and as I said, it was all right. It was, it was, you know, what a kind of match you would expect, but just with tables, with chairs, with kendo sticks, blah, blah, blah. There was a weird moment in the middle of the match. I, I don't get this moment. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why Sonya did this. The table is set up behind them, and Liv is trying to get back into the ring. Sonya goes round the back of Liv, starts pulling on her. It's as if Sonya thinks she can do a German suplex, but there's not enough room. There's no way is there enough room. Like, if she goes back, she's going straight into that table. And actually, Liv realized this and just let go of the ropes. That's all she did. And Sonya ended up driving herself through the table like I don't get it I don't understand the psychology I don't know what Sonya was trying to achieve it just seemed like she had an idea that was rubbish and Liv realized it was rubbish and just let let go and let Sonya kind of chuck herself through the table so I don't know this this kind of stood out as a weird moment to me I, I just couldn't figure out what Sonya was trying to do in this in this moment and as I said the end result is she pretty much drove herself through the table. 
Uh, the match ended up ending with Liv Morgan getting oblivion, planting Sonya through a pile of chairs. As I said, there were some nice moments here and uh, getting the victory crowds. Seemed to be pretty much into it. Got quite a bit of time. This took up like the first half an hour of the show. Uh, the first match does tend to get that kind of time. So uh, they really are trying to, even though she's lost the title, present Liv as a big, big star still in the women's division. So if you are a Liv fan, uh, concerned that she's going to get buried now, it's not what I'm seeing. Seems like they're still really investing in Liv Morgan. Then we went backstage. We saw Emma and Zia Lee. I like the fact that we've got something for Emma straight away. She's come in. She's like, you know, answered the open challenge. Now you've got Zia Lee uh, confronting her. The only problem with this is that if you want me to care about this, you're going to need Zia Lee to really lay into Emma and say something that's going to really grab my attention. I can't see any reason as to why Zia Lee couldn't have made fun of the fact that Emma had been released. Or that, you know, are we really bringing the trash back in now or summer along those lines? Instead, she just kind of made fun of her for losing against Ronda. It just felt really weak. Uh, and Emma was like, well, first of all, it was Ronda. And second of all, and then she responded with like this forearm kind of push. And it just wasn't aggressive enough. Like, again, if you want me to care about these two being in a feud, you're going to have to get pretty personal. It's going to be easier for Zia Lee to be personal towards Emma because, of course, Emma has been released and, you know, uh, obviously has only just come back. Uh, a bit harder for Emma. There's not really much to have a go at Zia Lee about. Maybe you could ask her how catering is because obviously we haven't been seeing Zia Lee that much. So I kind of feel like there's definitely things you could have put in here. Could have been a little personal, could have been a bit tasty. Certainly the shot could have been a lot more aggressive. We didn't really get any of that. And so already this feud has kind of got me wanting. It's kind of like I want more from it uh, and we're just not really getting anything. So I don't know. It was only the first time we've seen these two face to face. Maybe it'll build somewhere nice. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it, of course. Then we uh, have been keeping an eye on this for a long time. This is the Viking Raiders segment. This is starting to feel a little bit like Via. I don't know how long this ceremony is taking, but I feel like it's been about two months. But uh, yeah, more shots of Sarah Logan, more shots of the Viking Raiders. I'm sure they're on the way. Maybe we're just waiting to get Crown Jewel out of the way first, but I am definitely ready for these to arrive now. Like I, I was ready a while ago, but I'm definitely ready now. Uh, then we got this. This was Ricochet against LA Knight. LA Knight came out at a few words for Samantha Irvin, who I believe is in a relationship with Ricochet. Uh, LA Knight was saying, look, you got my hometown wrong, but I understand when you look as good as me, I get why you would be a bit flustered. Um, obviously, Rico Ricochet wasn't really appreciating that. We got underway with the match and LA Knight cheating with a little... Roll up, grabbing a hold of the tights, grabbing a hold of the ropes. I'm sure Ricochet is going to have something to say about this. This match got a bit of time. First match obviously had about half an hour. This match had some time as well. Um, quite a bit of the show had already been eaten up by this point. Uh, and as I said, it was it was all right. It was all right. 
This was cool. We went backstage with the bloodline. Sami Zayn, whenever he's on screen, you hear the crowd roar. Usi chants dotted throughout the show as well. And uh, this wasn't the biggest of segments. Basically, uh, Sammy said he felt that they were starting to get onto the same page. Jay said, right, well, I'm going to go out there now because we've got a match coming up against the brawling brutes at Crown Jewel. Sammy was like, no, 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 no. That's not a good idea. Your match is in about 24 hours. Doesn't make sense for you to go out there and cause trouble. Uh, Jay made the point, though, that this is Uso business. This isn't bloodline business. Like, we were tag champs before you came along, and we'll be tag champs long after you're gone. You could hear the crowd go, ooh. Uh, Sammy couldn't really say anything to that. Jimmy even agreed here, and uh, off they went. I think I think as they went off, like, Sammy was like, my dogs, my dogs, trying to uh, get their attention and bring them back, but it was too late. His dogs were making their way down to the ring. Then we got a Bray segment. Yeah! And it was all right, you know. It wasn't the most in-depth, and there was no QR codes. Uh, I did wonder if we would see Uncle Howdy later in the show and hear from him. We didn't. So that was a shame. Uh, I, I suppose we just got to be pleased we got something. And it was interesting and intriguing. We've done a couple of videos on it. Headlines are that Bray... This is the Wyndham lovely version of Bray, but he was really struggling. And he was saying that, like, it's hard for him to express his feelings and he doesn't appreciate being interrupted, talking about Uncle Howdy last week. And then someone interrupted him here. And, you know, he really was like saying, I, I'm really struggling here. You know, I just want to smash your head into the wall. What I need from you, and I need you to reach deep down inside, I'm going to need you to apologize and to tell me you didn't mean to interrupt me. Like, he was really struggling to hold it together. And uh, we kept seeing images. And uh, I did mention in the one video, you kind of zoom into the images and zoom out of them. It kind of felt like you was going into someone's mind and coming back out of it again like the way they were being presented were very very interesting there's also a, a real interesting moment where he seems to try and take a mask off he tries to remove something there's nothing to remove so it's it's kind of really interesting that he's kind of been consumed by darkness momentarily and it seems like he wants to relieve it by taking his mask off but he's not wearing a mask uh, and so he can't. And so he has to try and work this situation out. And hence he asks for the apology and he gets it. And uh, you can see that he's kind of really struggling, really struggling. So this was a very interesting segment. We've obviously done a couple of videos on the main channel. Check them out if you haven't seen them already. But that was the Bray segment. And of course, Bray will be at Crown Jewel where I'm guessing we're going to get something quite tasty because we're starting to see uh, graphics in the sky and uh, loads of things that they've got planned for him. So feels like it's going to be quite a big segment, that Bray segment, you know. Then we got the Usos coming down to the ring. They were in the ring. They called uh, out the Brawling Brutes, but it was the New Day that came out. And the New Day said they are next in line. So the New Day talking about like how they had been champions and their records, Usos trying to break the longest record for 
SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, and so the match is made, basically. Whoever wins at Crown Jewel, they will face the Usos next week for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Um, as this segment was coming to an end, Brawling Brutes jumped into the ring. So there was a moment where we had like Brawling Brutes, Usos, New Day. There was like this big brawl that brought down Solo and Sammy. Um, it was just this big brawl and basically bloodline standing firm, standing together in the entranceway. Um, but this obviously has got a lot of moving parts to it. I mean, it's good. It kind of uh, raises my interest a little bit more in what's happening around the tag belts because you've got three credible teams uh, that are obviously battling for those titles. Uh, Mitchell in our watch long made a great point though. He said, uh, this does sort of ruin Crown Jewel because I can't see the Brawling Brutes versus New Day uh, next week. This feels like we're building a story around the records and the record is currently held by New Day. Usos are trying to break it. Makes sense. Next week, we have Usos versus New Day. So it kind of does spoil who's winning at Crown Jewel. And it doesn't look like it's going to be the Brawling Brutes. So, uh, yes, that's uh, that was the segment we got around the tag titles. Next up, this was cool. This was really cool. So we had Ronda and Shayna make their way down to the ring. Obviously, we saw they've been great friends for a long time, but we saw their... Uh, union uh, kind of really come into play last week when Natalia was attacked backstage and Ronda was just watching. Uh, well, that led to a match here. So we got Shayna against Natalia and uh, basically Shayna chokes Natalia out, gets the victory. Natalia is on her knees afterwards and uh, boom, the noise, the sound. This was cool, man. This was cool. A vicious knee strike. And we've said WWE don't tend to use blood, but when they do use blood, they do it so well. And look at that. People in the chat were a bit split as to whether that was real blood or if it was a capsule. I'm leaning towards it being a capsule. I'm leaning towards it being a capsule. I think that um, you don't quite see it. And I think she could easily have just let uh, broken a capsule here. Just got a bit of blood going. It's all going in her hair and everything. She's got a towel Blood all coming out of her nose and everything. It was, um, it was vicious, man. You don't get blood that often in WWE, but that was a really good way of using it. And um, I thought they did a great job. I thought they did a fantastic job. Really came across that this is a different Shayna, a vicious Shayna. And um, wow, those two, Shayna and Ronda, they really could now be unstoppable. Talking of Unstoppable, we got Braun Strowman. So uh, we got all these jobbers, five of them brought out by MVP. Uh, Braun Strowman came down, just mowed them all down. I mean, it, they just it's as if they weren't even there. It, they were no problem whatsoever to Braun. No problem at all. Came down, mowed them all down. Thanks a lot for coming. That was it. And then he jumps into the ring and just starts destroying MVP. Just Power slam after power slam, just constantly like chucking it. A power slam symphony, as someone said in the chat. Um, and it was cool. I don't know where Amos was. I don't know if commentary said he was already on his way to Saudi Arabia. But um, yeah, MVP was left absolutely battered here 
Braun ending the segment looking very strong. Uh, then we got some graphics in regards to what was coming up. So we know about the tag match that's coming up next week. They announced the World Cup. So uh, a SmackDown World Cup. I think they said an eight-person tournament. Uh, they're going to crown a SmackDown World Cup champion. Don't get it, to be honest. Don't quite understand. I think they're just trying to tie it in with the World Cup that's obviously starting soon. The World Cup. Um, this is something we have done before, but this is the SmackDown World Cup. We did a WWE World Cup. That was actually won by Shane McMahon, who wasn't even in the tournament. Uh, I remember us making fun of the World Cup last time because I think there was about eight people in it last time. And every single one of them was American. I'm pretty sure every one of them was American. So it'll be really interesting if this World Cup actually has some different nationalities in because America, you can share, right? You don't have to be every single position. You don't have to take up every slot. I know you like winning, right? And it is a very good way of ensuring that you win. But it would be nice if you could let other countries have a go, have a play. So we'll see if they do involve other nationalities. But lol, if it's going to be a repeat of the last World Cup where I'm pretty sure it was just American superstars that were uh, were involved. Uh, we also found out next week we're going to get Nakamura taking on Santos Escobar. We then got a little Lagarde del Fantasma segment. Um... This was pretty flat, to be honest. Uh, I think they look amazing. I mean, Zelina Vega looks stunning. She looked absolutely brilliant. Um, and so they were just talking about how they are the perfect enterprise. Um, Santos Escobar just talking about how he's going to beat up uh, Shinsuke. There really wasn't much to this. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's a way of getting them on TV, I suppose, as we build towards that match next week. Then we got our main event of the evening. Our main event saw uh, Rey Mysterio taking on Gunther. This got This Is Awesome chance. Rey with like head scissors and uh, chucking Gunther all over the place. Uh, getting some really close falls. Uh, Gunther having to work really hard here. This was not a squash by any means. And they gave them about 20 minutes uh, to do this match. Crowd on the feet. Lots of drama. This Is Awesome chance. This is everything you want from an intercontinental championship match. Credible heel, credible babyface, a, a fantastic battling encounter. Ended the show on a high. The only thing I would say is that I think I wasn't alone in waiting for like a Uncle Howdy moment. We never got it. Um, but even so, didn't matter. This match was brilliant. It was a great way to end the show. Um, and as I said, you know, quite a strong go home in all fairness. It's just that we did miss maybe more of a Bray segment. We miss Roman. Would have been nice if the women's champion would have like done a bit more than she did. She was kind of not missing. I mean, she was on the show, but she didn't really do much. Um, and so, yeah, I think for those reasons, it just felt like it was missing a little something. There was no Drew and Carrion, for example, um, obviously, uh, Amos wasn't there. Not that that's the biggest miss in the world, but it just kind of meant the brawn segment was just pretty much a squash. So, you know, take all of that into consideration. It was still, uh, you know, what we got, it was still a strong, 
show for a go home. And um, yeah, it was pretty good. I'm looking forward to seeing what you lot thought and how you lot scored it, actually. So with that being said, let's uh, do exactly that. We had uh, a fair few responses. Big thank you to everyone that voted. And actually, we've got a runaway, runaway result. And that is 7.5. Seems like you lot uh, feeling it. Second was eight. Third was seven. Fourth was 6.5. Uh, fifth was six. Uh, but 7.5 is going to be the official score for this week's SmackDown. Uh, these are the things that people liked. Uh, Ray versus Gunther. Bray Wyatt, the Bray segment, uh, they are alluding to the fact that he has a fragmented mind, which is getting harder for him to control. Uh, solid go home, masterclass main event, Bray segment that builds his gimmick. Uh, Bray versus Roman, someone's hoping for. Uh, when it ended, I could change the channel to watch AEW Rampage. Uh, Gunther versus Ray, awesome match with the right winner. Bray segment, excited to see what's coming next. The continued absence of Pat. Yay! Uh, Bray Wyatt and Liv Morgan match. Bray Wyatt segment says Hayden. Bray and Sammy. Intercontinental match. Gunther versus Ray. Natalia versus Shayna. Main event and Bray. Bloodline and Bray. Main event. Intercontinental match. Bray segment. Ray versus Gunther. Ray versus Gunther. The Shayna spot. Bray promo, Bray Wyatt, and the Bloodline. So those are the things people were loving. These are the things people weren't that keen on. Uh, the Shayna fight didn't do anything for me. She just does the same moves in her matches. Uh, what would you do if Logan beat Roman? Um, uh, there's not much I can do, is there? I don't expect it to happen, so I'm not worrying about it. But um, I, I mean, I'd be very disappointed. That's what I would. That's how I would feel. I'd feel very disappointed because I think whoever beats Roman's going to get a big boost, and I just don't want to see that go to someone that's only had a couple of matches, uh, who I just don't think is a credible threat to Roman. So, um, yeah, someone that's not dreamed of being in WWE, someone that's pursued other career paths. Not like people that are in WWE that have gone through the NXT system, got to the main roster, worked house show after house show, put the the hours in, put the grind in. You know, instead, it's someone that's had two matches. Do you know what I mean? That Both of them being at pay-per-views. I mean, where's the grind? Where's the grind? We're, you know, we keep being told about how, you know, do the work, do the grind. I don't want to see someone like Logan benefit by beating Roman. So, uh, yeah, I'd be very disappointed. You can't rule it out, but, um, yeah, it's not it's not the way I would want it to go. Uh, Liv seemed normal after being unhinged for weeks. That made no sense to me. Uh, it was go-home show, and it was forgettable. Uh, not revealing what was in the box. I'm a Bray in the Bray segment. Yeah, there was a guy holding a box. I don't think the box was a focus, to be honest. I think the guy was saying, hey, we're live here. I don't know if he was talking or if someone was talking to him. But the guy had a box. And I don't know. I just presumed he was there doing a delivery and had stumbled uh, across Bray's segment. So I don't think it's anything. I did wonder if he was going to turn around and say, this is for you. And it was maybe a gift from Uncle Howdy, but... 
that wasn't the case. It never went that way. Uh, New Day and Brutes ganging up on the Usos, four on two. Uh, Liv match, I just don't get her character. Gunther versus Ray. These are the things people don't like. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Beth Phoenix. Um, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Natalia, Shayna Baszler. Braun and MVP stuff. Don't think I have one. LA Knight against Ricochet. Ray lost the match. Shayna, Natalia, Shayna, Natalia. A botchy live match. Uh, Naomi and Shayna. Uh, Natalia and Shayna. Shayna. Uh, Ray losing, New Day, Natalia, non, not applicable. There we go. So that is, uh, that's everyone's thoughts uh, for this week as to what they um, liked and what they didn't like. As I said, I thought for a go-home show, it was pretty solid, pretty solid. I uh, am not down on this show at all. I think um, seven and a half might be a little high, but uh, as I said, for a go-home show, I thought they did a decent job. Awesome, guys. Don't forget, we are live on the main channel uh, tomorrow for Crown Jewel, whenever you are listening to this. But uh, if you are going to be watching Crown Jewel, join us beforehand. We'll be live a good couple of hours before Crown Jewel, going through those final thoughts and rumors, uh, predictions and everything. So uh, you can join us for that and you can join us for the actual show as well, where we're going to be watching, reacting, discussing. Uh, of course, that big Bray segment as well. Really looking forward to that. So uh, you can join us for all of that on the main channel tomorrow. Appreciate you uh, checking out this review. Um, and hopefully I see you again next time. Bye for now.